You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Uh, we're Outdoor Adventure Summits the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, R. Brandon Long. I'm going with you for the next about 40 minutes. Across from me in Banyan 1 is the best co-host in all the land, Todd of the Top. How are you? Yeah, doing good. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, adjacent you in uh, Banyan 1 today here is Shane Farber. And then on the phone from Brittany, where are you on the phone here? I'm in North Carolina. North Carolina, all the way from North Carolina. Uh, but with us in spirit here in Banyan One, uh, Brittany, this is funny, it's Brittany Ray Davis, and my daughter's name is Carly Ray Davis. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Brittany Ray Davis, and we'll be chatting with Shane Farber and Brittany Ray Davis here in just a minute, um, which I think she goes by Brittany Davis, but yeah. Uh, we'll give you a little something uh, on the docket, including van sessions tonight, Craft Lake City, Holiday Market, Holiday Open House, No Before You Go is coming up, The Cup Hop. Uh, Christmas Eve celebration and more give you some stuff on the radar in the news including the snow report Nordic Valley and scientists brains are shrinking uh, give you something worth watching including a little something from uh, you Brittany which is pretty cool uh, something worth reading uh, life of a hundred year old which uh, Klaus Klaus Oberndorfer turned a hundred which is pretty cool. Uh, something from Gear 30, along with a quote of the week and outdoor jukebox. All of this and more on the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show, episode 344, Determination. So let's charge. He summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's... Todd, to the top! All right, so to kick things off here, we always do a weekly happy to make sure everyone is in a good mood. So, Todd, I think you and I saw this movie together. Uh, It's the Triple X Return of Xander Cage, is that right? Where he jumps out of... And skis down the mountain, like yeah, because this is totally normal. You just jump out of a what is that? A lookout tower and ski through the jungle. Well, obviously he did it. We're watching it right now. I know it's great, Xander. He's better than the rest of us. I tell you what, it's our weekly Vin happy Diesel right knows here. What's up. Is it Vin the Vinster? The links that he goes to, I think, to just hook up cable for like a soccer game. I think. <laughs> so if you haven't seen that intro, uh, it's a little scene out of the. Triple X 2017 film. And it plays very real, let's be honest. And then if that doesn't make you happy, there's also a bear in a tree right next to a ski lift. Screw hibernating, says this bear. If you haven't seen this, I put it up at the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Facebook page. As you're cruising, look in the trees, people. (laughs) When you're on the lifts, there could be a bear hanging out in the tree. I don't know. That's at Mammoth Mountain. So there are bears hanging out at Mammoth Mountain. It's because that that bear got the first tracks. First tracks. are all disappointed (laughs) about it. It's totally true. All right. So on the phone with us now, we have Brittany Davis. um, And then in the the studio here, um, Shane, 
Farver from Weber State. And um, now you approached me with this idea, Shane, uh, because you recently had an injury. Yeah, I did. Um, So a little more than a year ago, um, I had an accident in a climbing gym where I broke my L1 vertebrae and there was a spinal cord injury that was a result of that. And I kind of had a definite wake up call there where I had to figure out, you know, how do I still be the outdoor enthusiast that I was now dealing with these limitations due to my injury. And I had this idea to talk to you about it and bring Brittany on board as well, because uh, she's been dealing with uh, the same kind of thing. And it's it's a really interesting, weird world to navigate. And I think the outdoor community deserves to know more about that world and what it is to uh, attempt to get out into the outdoors and, uh, you know, experience the outdoors with uh, various spinal cord injuries, um, people living with disabilities. So, Brittany, you also had a climbing accident, correct? Yeah, well, mine was a, a route setting accident, but yeah, essentially. <laughs> route climbing accident, yeah. Um, and so what, how, you know, where were you at in your climbing career? What were you doing at the time? Um, I had been climbing for about 10 years, and um, I was the strongest that I ever been. I was climbing outside all the time because I came from Florida. I moved to North Carolina specifically so I could be closer to the mountains, to the mm-hmm. southeastern boulders and stuff like that. And so I was getting really strong at being able to go outside and climb all the time and everything. And then, uh, yeah, all that <laughs> kind of went away for a while. Yeah, I don't see many Climb Florida stickers around (laughs) yeah (laughs) so so your accident what happened um you know what where in your spine did you get injured uh did you say where in my story did i get injured? oh spine sorry yeah you're back oh l1 same as shane okay Mm -hmm. yeah and then and then what happened what what was your mobility after um I had to relearn how to walk again and everything. I um, yeah. I started on a walker and then moved to a cane, and then now I'm walking unassisted. Yeah, that's what was that process like? How long did you, you know, how long did it go from not walking at all, and and whatever chances they gave you to walking? Um, they never really gave me a percentage. I I was one of the, the fortunate ones where like my doctors never said you're never going to walk again. They mm-hmm. just said. You were young, you were fit before, you have a good opportunity to maybe walk again. Mm-hmm. Um, no one with spinal cord injuries, they're so unique. Each one is like a snowflake um, because there's so many other outside factors from our life before we get into it. Um, and so I uh, I had, a, I felt like I was going to be able to walk again. And so I've always held on to that and everything. And so I felt like that was, uh, I also held on to the fact that I was going to be able to rock climb again. So I, I actually woke up and my first thought was, uh, what am I going to, am I going to be able to rock climb again? Mm-hmm. I hadn't even realized that I was going to have to learn how to walk again. So wow. it was a, it was a long process. There was a, a year where I wasn't allowed to lift more than any, more than like 20 pounds. Um, and I had nurses and people with me constantly and I was being babied all the time. I mean, taken care of, but it felt like I was being babied because I've always been super independent. Right. Right. So, uh, there's also, there's a YouTube, there's a nice little YouTube documentary about uh, three minutes long. It's called rocks and recovery, Brittany Davis, Paraclimber. So not only did you get back into the game, but you compete. Yes. Yeah. So I, um, I was actually watching one of the real rocks that has, uh, Mo Beck 
Yeah. And I, that's how I found out about uh, competitive pair climbing. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, so I can do this. I can compete. And it was a big goal that I had. I, it, I wanted to go and meet people that were like me, uh, like my new body and stuff. And um, it was, I just went as like a learning experience and I actually qualified for world um, in my category. And so I went to work on the world and I've gone the past two years. So I got to go out of the country for the first time in my life. I went to um, Austria one year and then this past year I went to France. That's so cool. Um, so I was talking just, just briefly to Shane and I mentioned, um, you know, determination and he said, well, you can be, you can have all the determination in the world, but if your injury is such that you, you can't recover, then you can't recover, which is pretty scary. So, so you guys are pretty lucky that it was recoverable. Yeah. One thing I want to mention there too, though, is that while, um, both Brittany and I have been really lucky in what we've been able to get back. Um, one of the first things I noticed after my injury, because I immediately just started looking up in the hospital, like examples on social media of people who were able to get back into the outdoors. And, you know, there were um, folks who were using their adaptive mountain bikes and things like that. And I really latched on to that because regardless of what I gained back physically, people were still getting out there and they were still mm-hmm. getting out into the world. You know, I've seen somebody who aid climbs in Yosemite and he has less leg functionality than I do. And, you know, so uh, while, as Brittany said, spinal cord injuries are so variable, um, there's there's still a lot of passion and will there that enables people to get out. It might just look a little bit different. So how great is that, that in, you know, 2019, we have social media, we've got uh, easy to find maybe uh, clubs or pages or something that you can find other adaptive sports athletes. Where did you first dive into, Shane, when you were looking for examples? I was just on Instagram, really. I mean, yeah, yeah, and spinal cord injuries. Look for those hashtags, right? Yeah, Yeah, look for the hashtags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I learned the hashtags. Like, some of them are like SCI recovery, things like that, right? Spinal cord injury, of course. Yeah. Um, But I just started looking around Instagram, and in fact, um, Brittany was one of the first people I messaged because um, Brittany, correct me if I'm wrong, but I saw one a while back where you were outside bouldering for the first time after your accident. I think. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just told her, I sent her a message and said, wow, it's just great to see that right now. This is where mm-hmm. I am in my recovery. And she immediately responded to me and kind of asked me all these questions about my recovery, asked how it was going. And at that point in time, that was so important for me to just have that um, that community around me who mm-hmm. understands what I was going through and what I'm still going through. Uh, spinal cord injury is a really hard thing to explain to people. When people think about spinal cord injury, they often think about it in terms of all or nothing, right? Like, oh, you use a wheelchair or you don't. Mm. Um, And it's so much more nuanced than that. Like, you might see me walking, but uh, we still have things that we're dealing with that are a little bit more invisible. Brittany, how many times do do people reach out to you? People reach out a lot? Yeah, people reach out a lot. Um, I... I didn't. I, it, I'm glad that uh, I was able to be helpful to Shane and stuff because that was something that I went searching for uh, right after I got injured. And there really wasn't anyone like me with a spinal cord injury, at least that was outside that I could find. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that seemed 
similar to me that was dealing with something the same way. There were plenty of people that had the same injury that were trying to walk again and things like that. But I wanted to know if people could climb again right. with my exact injury um, type of thing. So, yeah, there's lots of people that reach out to me now. And I mean, honestly, like whenever, uh, like Quinn Brett, you guys, you guys know Quinn Brett? I don't. know that no. fall in Yosemite. Um, she's got, oh, she's um, does. a yeah. complete spinal cord injury. And she's a, she was a big, outdoor climber like huge in the Yosemite and was doing all kinds of speed ascent stuff like that and uh, she fell and got a spinal cord injury and is now doing all kinds of adaptive sports and things like that and I actually reached out to her as soon as I saw that she had gotten injured and like hey dude it sucks right now but there are there are things <laughs> yeah, yeah. that like you can do and stuff like that so um, I just felt like that was something that I could have really used whenever I was newly injured and so I always try to be a positive light to uh, people that are probably in the same situation. Yeah, no, you didn't ask for that, but um, that's that's fantastic. That 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 helps. Where where are you in recovery, and what kind of uh, limitations do you still have? Um, so I so I like Shane said, um, my injury is a little bit more invisible, and I think people assume that because when you say that you're paralyzed or partially paralyzed, they just assume that you can't use any part of your leg. Um, there's muscles that work that do work in my legs. There's muscles that don't work in my leg. Mm. So, um, I walk with a limp, um, and that causes a lot of pain, a lot of hip pain, a lot of back pain and stuff like that. Um, but honestly, nowadays I am, my limp is getting slightly better. Um, it's a very, very slow process. The healing recovery was quick in the beginning. And then as time has gone on, cause I'm a little over two and a half years out, um, the recovery is still happening, but much much slower so it's a, it's it's a very patient uh healing process that happens these days um but a lot of people nowadays they just when they see me walking around they just ask what happened to my ankle or what happened to my knee they're like oh did you hurt your knee oh did you hurt your ankle no actually i'm paralyzed and then they're like oh shit <laughs> yeah yeah um yep. so we're talking to Brittany davis you can follow Brittany davis uh for inspiration on her instagram it's Brittany ray davis r-a-e Brittany ray davis on Instagram, and I like that uh, it says "walking paraplegic." Uh, you're <laughs> yeah. uh, Team USA yeah. World Championships, and also you have sponsors. So, um, is that from competing in the worlds, or, or did you reach out? How did you gain sponsorship and, and take that next step? Um, I reached out to a few to a lot of those companies, and um, after I was getting some success with competing and stuff, and just said, "Hey, like you guys are awesome brands." Um, how would you feel about sponsoring an adaptive athlete or a paraclimber like type of thing? Cause um, people are trying to get more inclusive these days and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I have, I'm sponsored by Adidas. They give me all kinds of awesome outdoor gear and stuff and, uh, block grip and gnarly and yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Um, Shane, when, when you're injured mm-hmm. how, as an out, coming from the outdoor space, you're very active. You know, um, I, I know just in sports and sports injuries, it's very frustrating when you're not a hundred percent. So how, how down does, does one get? One gets pretty far down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, I think a couple days after my emergency surgery, um, that was probably the closest I've been to suicidal. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, having a spinal cord injury is traumatic regardless of what your background is, but with my entire identity wrapped up in what I was doing outdoors, there was this big component of my life that I was really afraid at the time was going to go away. 
luckily, uh, like Brittany, I had a fantastic surgeon who he kind of recognized that I was, um, you know, having an extremely hard time. And he came in there and he said, you know what, you're going to do the things you want to do again. You're going to get out there. You're going to climb again. And that was basically all I needed was, um, you know, just that pep talk because I haven't looked back from that moment. I've had hard days for sure. But, and you know, there are always these frustrations in the moment where you kind of forget, like I've been able to get it back on road bike, mountain bike. And, you know, I'll try to climb a hill with my mountain bike and I'll have to hike a bike it and I'll get so angry. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I broke my back. I forgot. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm um, not quite 100 percent. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. you're not 21. either. No. So, yeah. <laughs> Pushing 40. Yeah. So. <laughs> so uh, the recovery time's a little longer the older you get. Yeah. Um, I've been really lucky in terms of my recovery from this injury. I, uh, you know, I think it was about nine months after um, my, uh, injury that I, I did a 50 mile road ride on my uh, road bike. And, you know, granted that took me about as long as it took me to ride a hundred miles a few years ago, but yeah. I did it, you know? And, and so there's just this new way of understanding what it is to be outdoors. I don't get to think so much about, you know, pushing my physical limits in the same way that I did before, but I'm still pushing those physical limits. It just looks different. Yeah. Brittany, um, I love your attitude and your video is fantastic. Again, everyone should check that out on YouTube. What are you doing when you're not climbing? Are you a student? Are you working? What do you do full time? I work um, at my climbing gym. I coach my uh, competitive team of youth climbers and stuff. Um, So I coach and I I run all of the things at the gym. (laughs) (laughs) So my life is rock climbing. It always (laughs) kind of has been since I found the sport. Yeah. Oh, that, that's fantastic. What's your future look like? Are you competing still? Yeah, yeah. So I have um, nationals coming up in March, the end of March. And then in 2021, I hope to qualify for Paracline World Championship in Moscow. Very cool. Do they have paraclimbing uh, in Olympics yet? They are working on it. Uh, um, it won't make it to this upcoming one, but possibly in the next one. It's yeah. like 90% sure that it will be in the next year. Todd has a question. So I got a question for both of you. And it was good to hear the support of your surgeon. Um, and so that sort of answers that side of the question. But as far as the support from doctors encouraging you slash um, perhaps uh, discouraging you from uh, pushing things too soon, too hard, too fast, and then I'm also curious about um, reaction from family and then trying to get back to potentially that same place. You know, parents get a little nervous. Sure. Moms, <laughs> a little nervous. Moms yeah. do get nervous. So what kind of what kind of response from your family? Um, my family has been extremely supportive. They recognized that my outdoor pursuits were always a huge part of me. One of the thir- first things my parents said after my accident was, oh, you're going to you're going to climb again, you know, and, um, you know, there are other family members who I haven't told that I've been climbing again because <laughs> I think it would cause a lot of worry on their part. Um, but at the same time, I've had a lot of great support uh, from friends and family just in terms of getting back out there in any way possible. I've had friends join me on hikes. And, you know, one of the strange things about this injury is that. I can walk on a flat surface just fine, 
stick me on a rocky trail and oh it all goes downhill oh. very fast so well, and there's very few yeah. you know uh paved tracks to the crag right so, yeah. <laughs> people right. movers yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, people movers that's yeah funny. it's yeah. yeah it's a whole different thing so um you know but i've i've had great support Brittany, your your family friends immediate group around you uh, fairly supportive Oh, yeah. Um, my, my husband, obviously, is my biggest supporter. Um, uh, my family is mixed. Um, they are they understand that climbing is my thing, and um, they're terrified, though, that I'm back climbing, especially <laughs> yeah. outdoors. Um, my husband is, is a, a little bit more actually, like, scarred um, mentally from the accident than I was because he, he was out of town whenever it happened, so he got a call and freaked out and I, I've never been hurt. I've never had an injury or anything like that. I've always been the one that like took care of everything and whenever that accident happened, it uh flipped his world upside down. And so now he's he's like he's uh, he dads me a lot is how I <laughs> is how I say it. Yeah. He, uh, he's very protective of me now and like well he he gets on to me if I don't double check things or triple check things. It's, stuff like that so well i mean i guess we should ask that have you looked back at the accident and and uh, you, you know gone over it was it something that was preventable was it just a, a mistake a bad day you know what happened oh yeah it was it was absolutely preventable it was it was something that happened most like brad go right his accident was something that mm-hmm. like he knows what mm-hmm. he should have done yeah to fix that and, yeah. and everything like that but uh yeah it's just a split second decision that happens and then yeah, so basically what happened with me is I got distracted for a split second and thought that I was attached to a piece of gear that I wasn't and then got on the wall and, uh, yeah, whenever I let go of the wall, it wasn't there. So, yeah, oh, man. it was just a That's so a scary. I know, I get paranoid. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you double check so many times, it feels very OCD, but yeah. but if not, you know, bad things happen. So Yeah, yeah and I think, I think there's something to be said for – you know, becoming too comfortable. Um, you know, yeah. uh, both Brittany and I had had a, a decent history of climbing before that. And you, you kind of get into this zone that you shouldn't necessarily be in. Mm. So that's something that I'm kind of mindful of right now. Is Do you just, teach others too? Or you have you had an opportunity to tell your story to like make sure people are extra safe with the crack? So I'm starting to stick my head out and tell my story a little bit more. This is part of that effort. Um, For the first year of my recovery, it was more about just figuring out, you know, who am I now? Uh, How can I talk about this properly? Mm -hmm. And um, what does my life look like now? And and now that that segment of my recovery is over, um, I'm starting to talk about it more, uh, obviously, with you guys and then. You know, with the University of Weber State, I'm going to be a part of the storytelling festival there and tell people my story there. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in that, not only in terms of, you know, safety, but in terms of helping people understand, um, again, spinal cord injury and some of the nuances with it. Because I think while we've had great support from, you know, friends and uh, members of our family, the the greater community sometimes doesn't know how to give that support and a lot of times the limitations are really not with the physical stuff it's it's more somebody looking at you and saying oh you uh you know i for instance can't push my toes down so i can't climb anymore Mm -hmm. right (laughs) yeah so so you're like don't use these excuses and it's great because um it's people like you and Brittany who really make me feel 
terrible about myself for not getting out more. Like, <laughs> no, not terrible, inspired. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's inspired. right. The right word. Inspired. Inspired. All right, Brittany, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Anything else you want to say to uh, to those who maybe, you know, have small injuries, uh, spinal injuries, or, you know, anything that's preventing them from maybe, you know, getting outside? Uh, I mean, don't, uh, don't put yourself in a box. You, there, there are so many ways to adapt to what you have your mind set on. Um, and it might just take some, uh, some letting go of some expectations and just putting yourself out there and seeing how it goes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Shane. Thanks for setting this up. I appreciate it. And Brittany, we'll, um, we'll send you a link to this uh, podcast too, as soon as we're, we have it published. Awesome. Thank you. So, thanks, Brittany. Again, that is Brittany Ray Davis. You can follow her on Instagram at Brittany Ray Davis. Uh, it's R-A-E Davis. And uh, also check out the YouTube, that little video. It's great. It's three minutes long. Rocks and Recovery, Brittany Davis Paraclimber on YouTube. So, yeah, thanks, Shane. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, all right. You sticking around? Or you got to take off? got to be somewhere? Better take off. Better take off. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is you're not locked in you're good to go so <laughs> thanks I, for the opportunity guys yep, really no problem man I, I appreciate it. thanks for yeah. telling your story and of i'm course. glad you approached me with it because it's very it's very inspiring and i'm stoked to see you get out there so thanks for giving let me know if you need a belay partner this, this summer <laughs> will do thank okay. you right on coming up on the docket on the docket tonight we have december van sessions at the monarch building seven to ten we've got a Thanks again. We've got uh, three band lineup. Um, Todd has been crushing the lineup, including a what is it? A female led? Like how do you say this band? It's like a uh, is it is it scream O or is it just metal? Just metal. Metal. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember the the full name of the band, but um, do you remember the name of the band? The full name? I had it written down somewhere. Um, there's just too there's too many too much going on. I posted it earlier today. And I can't remember. Three people lined up for tonight's band sessions. Craft Lake City all day tomorrow. And I guess it's the uh, fat bike. Um, uh, if it freaking cools down a little bit. There's lots of ruts out there. There's a fat bike race up at Ogden Nordic or Own Nordic tomorrow as well. There's the holiday market all day at the front. Holiday open house at the Nature Center. Um, and then that's all tomorrow. It's all Saturday. No Before You Go is next Thursday at Gear 30. There's a couple of cup hops left through the Yogda Nature Center. If you get a mug, you can go to 25th Street Grounds for coffee, get some coffee and a nice turtle mug there. Um, that's on December 12th. Did you get your mug yet? No. I got yeah. my turtle mug. Yeah, we're not going to. There's only two, two, chance, two yeah. times left, the 12th and the 20th. So we got to go. Is the 12th at the Nature Center? That's at Grounds for coffee. Well, maybe the last um, one is The Nature there. Center. Oh, no, there's a couple left because to, tomorrow at the Holiday Open House at the Nature Center, you can get one there too. And then the 12th at Grounds and the 20th at Coffee Links, which is right by my work. So I'll probably do that one. Because Coffee Links is, well, Yeah, that's what yeah. you like. It's right by your Right work. by my work. Gear 30 is right there. Seeking Tragedy, by the way. Seeking Tragedy. Thank you so much. Seeking Tragedy. Yeah. Uh, I listened to a couple of their songs this morning. Was very impressed. Uh, Christmas Eve celebrations up at Snow Basin. If you uh, want to cruise up there on December 24th. On the docket, um, the Banff Mountain Film Festival World Tour February 14th through 16th. Tickets are now available. So get your tickets now. Uh, snow report. So very important. We have to... It is snowing. It's that time of year. We have to uh, you know, inform you of any new snow. Looks like Alta got one inch in the last 24 hours. 
Beavers opening day is to be determined. Um, Brian Head's also open. They got an inch in the last 24, along with Brighton, an inch. Uh, Cherry Peak opening day is to be determined. Deer Valley, they are opening tomorrow, I believe, and they got a base of 26 inches. No recent snow. Eagle Point has 14 days till open. They got an inch. Nordic. It says to be decided to be determined or decided on Ski Utah, but I heard they were open today, so um, it looks like their numbers aren't updated on Ski Utah's website. Today or tomorrow? I think I was talking to Cam. He's is it tomorrow? I, I think he said it's tomorrow. Cool. Um, so check out Nordic. They might be uh, open this weekend, which is right here in our backyard. Park City, of course, they're open. Thirty-six inch base. Nothing new. Pow Mow open. Forty-five inch base. Three inches in the last twenty-four. Snow Basin, two inches in the last 24, and they have a 34-inch base. And the Bird is open. They got an inch uh, in the last 24. Solitude also got an inch. Uh, Sundance is open. They got an inch. And then Woodward is, uh, they're closed. It says for the season. They're opening, though. It says updated today at 5.08 a.m. I don't know what I don't know what Woodward's doing. Anyway, there's your snow report. We got some fresh that's all you need to know. Sounds yeah. like a good start. Uh, yeah, it says here from Nordic uh, Nordic Valley Ski Resorts open on Friday for winter season according to the standard examiner. So they should be open today. Nice. Um, scientists' brains are shrinking. After a an extended stay in Antarctica, the effects of isolation and monotonous environment may be that to blame. That was a clickbait. <laughs> what's, what's podcasting clickbait? <laughs> Socially isolated and faced with a persistently, persistently white polar landscape. If you were stuck at what's the planet Hoth in Star Wars is that Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get stuck there. You'll start losing brain cells. You spend too much time. Too much time there. Uh, Yeah. They're actually their brains were shrinking because there was too much time up at the Antarctic doing like science stuff or whatever. Did you say up at the Antarctic? Up at the Antarctic. Down at the Antarctic. I, I, I don't think it's down, yeah. but I don't know. Up at the Arctic, down at the Antarctic. Yeah. It depends on your pers- perspective. Where are, you know, Which if you're there. Yeah. You know, where are facing. You? Right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Got some worth watching. Um, this is a phenomenal film. They just released this on December 4th. It's called Drawn From Here. If you are an artist, if you love the outdoors, this is on YouTube. It's spinning in circles. It's not playing. What the hell is going on here? This is fantastic. Here it goes. It says, the world is built to our imagination. Um, the, the, the way they shot this is just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I'm showing everyone on, or Todd, everyone on the podcast now. <laughs> to the first special event of our season. Where the development of the film is very largely horizontal that is there is a storyline and this is illuminated constantly by the poetic commentary so that you have two actions going on simultaneously now this i think is one of the great potentials of film what you have to do is to remain true to that which you believe in style is the answer to everything to do a dangerous thing with style is what i call art Bullfighting can be to an do art. a dangerous thing with style. Boxing can be an art. And there's overlaid with I wonderful skiing scenes here. Enjoy the point of view which I enjoy. I love his voice. Everything conspires to crush your individuality. That 
fight for your individuality. For me, it's the essence of what a life should be about, what a good life should be about. Jeez. Henry James, I think, said that creativity is like having a big stick in a deep barrel, and you turn the stick and turn it around and turn it around. You pull it up and look, and all of a sudden, there's a great idea. Hmm. I think it's that ephemeral, it's that magical, it's that primitive and interesting and exciting. As it's only on the outside edges of the straight line of thought that we're actually going to find something new. This video I tried is to take whatever yeah, it is RTF. I had and make them meld together into something. But how cool is that? The ski lines are insane. It's no good taking one piece. That's if you don't address there. the this rest, it just isn't going to work. Who put this together? So was interpreting it, translating it's called Drawn it, From Here. And uh, Nimbus Independent. Where'd you find it? Um, I'm not sure. I was just searching the internet today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just searching the internet today and uh, and found it. Came across it. Dropped from here. Now it's 20 minutes long. That's the first two two minutes, 25 seconds there of it. And I, it's definitely worth watching. So put it on the worth watching. You think the audio was good? Yeah, you got to. I mean, visually, the visuals, visually, very nice. Even put those two together. Mind blown. Mind blown. I mentioned a few times Rocks in Recovery, Brittany Davis, Paraclimber, also worth watching. This is a, uh, I think, uh, so you have to, this was from Climbing here. to me is community. It's a passion. It's something that's worth fighting for. I don't know what I'd do without rock climbing. Rocks and Recovery from Brittany Davis and... It, I watched it today. It's pretty cool. And then also, um, I didn't get a chance to watch this. So I, but anything that Travis Rice has in it, the trailer for Dark Matter, has has popped here. So it is. This is the fifth that came out yesterday. It's called Dark Matter. You can see the trailer. Travis Rice, Elias Elhart, and some of the scenes were just insane. Um, and then also worth watching, if you're not already. But Mandalorian episode five came out today. Are you are you watching? Are you caught up to this? Okay, so I've only seen the first couple, so don't give me too much. Okay, so um, you'll have to tell me what you think of episode four. Well, all I know is it's gaining in popularity this year. Well, the fans don't just give up after one episode. Yeah, no, no, you got to you got to watch, you got to watch. But here's what I liked about one and two, uh, and and mostly three. Simplicity, like it's very. It reminds me of uh, episode four, the original Star Wars, where. The action is, you know, a little less, but the uh, there's a lot of uh, buildup, you know, tension, and you know, you're like, "Ooh, this is what's going to happen? What's going to happen?" So that's what I really liked about Mandalorian episode one and two. There was a lot of that going on. Um, I don't know. I think four goes off the rails, but you'll you tell me what you think of four. I think so. you got to take into account the audience, probably a little mix of both, because I've also heard that the a lot of people thought the first two were too slow and dragged too much. Oh my gosh! Yeah, see. And that's why they had to do four. One and two are my favorite. I freaking love them. Like, like they sucked me in. Like nobody. I was like, I got, I, I couldn't. Ha- I didn't have time to demographic? watch three. You're, you're a little older. You're a little older. I'm an original Star Wars fan. As opposed to, I'm just saying that I think probably hitting on as much of an age oh, sort man. of thing as possible. Are you calling me old? Uh, you you appreciated <laughs> the. Can you imagine trying to show the first Star Wars probably to some kids would probably find it? No, they get bored. Yeah. They do. Uh, 
Something worth reading, speaking of age, Klaus Obermeier turned 100 years old. And I posted this the other day. Obermeier. You said Oberdorfer earlier. Nicely done. Did I really? Yep. Well, it's Klaus mean, Oberdorfer. I understand. Ober, yeah, yeah, Obermeier. Oh, Obermeier. my gosh. That's yeah. so funny. Thanks for the catch. You were like, wait, who's Klaus? Oh, <laughs> an uncle I'm unaware of? Klaus? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Turn 100. Does Klaus owe me money? <laughs> I think that's it. Everybody owes you money. Uh, he's 100. How does he stay so fit and so positive? Well, he swims a lot. He did a uh, interview with the Colorado Sun. It's definitely worth reading because we can't go over the entire interview here. But he's his answers are just fantastic. They're definitely worth reading. Um, they they do touch on like how did you get in the business? And he came from a uh, was it an airplane uh, mechanic background, I think. And then he and then someone approached him and said, "Hey." The ski industry doesn't have any ski clothes. We need ski clothes, better apparel, and and and, st- and he's like, okay. So when he was working, he decided, and you know, it was downtime to make some ski clothing and and improve it. And there we have Obermeyer, so to blame for that. Good stuff. Uh, he has a fantastic outlook on life. One of the things I remember he said is uh, he doesn't eat more than he knows he can uh, work off during the day, which is a sound advice that I should probably heed. So there's that. Definitely worth reading. Um, next is the Gear 30 segment. Use, go to gear30.com. That's gear, And we have more and more people doing this, by the way. Go to gear30.com, especially here in town in Ogden, who will buy online, and they'll come down to the store and just pick it up. It's great. Just buy online, pick it up, come down. We don't have to do the walking around or shopping. Like if you're in a hurry, but you're on your phone at the doctor's office or something, shopgear30.com. save on shipping, too? Save on, yeah, there's no shipping. Yeah. Come on down, just pick it up. Use, but here's what you can do: is you can use code OOA at checkout only online and save twelve percent on your purchase. You can't do that if you come down to the store. No. Uh-uh. So just go to gear30.com, use promo code OOA at checkout, save twelve percent. There you go. This week's weekly deals: we have Rab up to twenty five percent off and Black Diamond fifteen percent off. Brand like brand new stuff. Brand new. We just got the glove, new BD gloves in yesterday. Uh, new gear, so hot, so hot. This new gear, I tell you, um, we don't have it in the store. It's from SheFly. Pants with a hidden zipper so women can relieve themselves without exposing themselves. New brand SheFly, hot, so hot, hot new products. Uh, pitched by SheFly Apparel, co-founders Charlotte Massey and Bianca Gonzalez and Georgia Grace Edwards. They say we're revolutionizing women's outdoor pants with a patent-pending zipper design that allows everyone, not just men, to answer nature's call and pee outside without pulling their pants down because exposing yourself to, you know what? Mosquitoes, dude. Mosquitoes are the worst. If you don't have to expose yourself to the mosquitoes, that's, like, fantastic. Um, they said we conducted a survey and found that a third of women have had a bathroom accident outside in the last year because they couldn't get their pants down in time. Or couldn't find a private place to go. Many women get bladder infections from holding it in on the trail or just stop peeing uh, outside because it's so cumbersome to pee. So they came out with a new product, SheFly Apparel. Solves all your problems. All right. (laughs) You sound unconvinced. I believe it. It's the butter cookies. Patent pending. It's patent pending. Patent pending. Um, Also, listen to the Gear 30 Daily Gear podcast. Today's episode includes my take on one of my favorite pieces, which is the Outdoor Research Tantrum 
windbreaker jacket. Uh, it's about 15 minutes worth of your time, and I cover the jacket, what it's good for, what it's not good for, and Greg and Chase had some ideas of their own about that jacket. So Pretty lightweight. Very lightweight. Yeah, should be in your pack at all times. This week's quote of the week, you don't have to pay taxes on jokes. Make life fun. It's your choice. And that's from Klaus Opendorfer Meyer. <laughs> you don't have to pay taxes on jokes. Make life fun. It is your choice. That's from his interview with the Colorado Sun. Thank you, Banyan One, for powering today's 344th episode of the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and the Banyan Collective, Podbean app, Android, iPhones. All show notes are at the blog at thebandycollective.com. So all of the worth watchings, we'll got the little, we'll put them all up there. And if you're like, oh man, what, they're talking about the coolest stuff. I want to go look it up later. It's at thebandycollective.com. Just click on Ogden Outdoor Adventure. So we're coming up on the end of the year. Yeah? I think so. It comes after Christmas sometime. Right. And yeah. so here's my thought. Okay. Uh, and I know we put this out there every now and again. It's time we put it out there again. Who do you guys want to hear? Let's talk yeah. to yeah, I love today's. That was great. I wouldn't have thought of, of reaching out to an adaptive sports athlete because I didn't know anyone. And then I didn't know that I knew Shane. For who, you know Shane. Who should we know that we don't know? Yeah, who should we know that Whose we, stories we don't should know? We, be telling? we want to tell those stories and we don't know. So hit us up on Twitter at Ogden Adventure or at Banyan Podcast or on Instagram at Ogden Adventure. What's our Banyan? Banyan Collect, at the Banyan Collective on yeah, Instagram, or- I think. Come down and see us. Hang out with us Thursdays, typically, but yeah. Yeah. We'll Fridays, every time. first Fridays. Van, this, van this sessions. studio's all right. Yeah. You guys need to come check it out. If you haven't seen it, it's open to the public It's when it's open. Everyone's our friend when we're, yeah. Yes. Come on down. Or reach out to us. We'll meet you down here. <laughs> Sifting through hours, like hours of crappy music. Did you look at your Spotify 2019 nope. playlist? But I don't do Spotify all that much. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I was shamed on Facebook YouTuber. from from what I didn't play on Spotify. Listen, folks, as you as you're saying, that's not the only place we get music from. Right, we get CDs and iTunes and all these other places. So, but I do use Spotify quite a bit, and the playlist was pretty fun to listen to. And one of the songs on there, which was uh, it's been a favorite of mine for years, it's always on my mind. Little Pet Shop Boys. If you're familiar with this. Mm. John Muir would say the mountains are calling and we must go let's go